What is reactive abuse? And are you guilty of it? Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, I want to start out with something that Nava Gibson wrote. And it's about baiting. And I've talked about baiting, oh gosh, a really long time ago, in which you find that your cluster B, well, and actually it happened to me not too long ago as well, but you find that your cluster B is just kind of trying to draw you into a line of fire. They have an agenda, they want to have an argument, and they are baiting you. So what is baiting? So Nava Gibson says, baiting is when a toxic person purposely does or says something that they know will hurt or upset you. It's usually some rude or cruel comment or remark or a condescending remark. It's done to provoke some kind of reaction out of you, make you feel inferior or to start drama and an argument. Never take the bait from a toxic person who does this. They are highly controlling and often subtly abusive. They have no concern for how they make others feel, and according to them, hurting someone else is never their fault. It will be your fault for reacting. So, I think that what Nava Gibson writes is very, very true, and I know I've been subject to it, and I wonder if any of what I just read resonates with you, because it did with me. And it happened not too long ago with my cluster B wife of over 20 years. We were, um, we were basically taking one of our daughters to the airport and she was in some sort of mood and she just kept on throwing what I like to call thought grenades out. And I can't even remember now. I'm trying to remember what it was about. But she just kept on throwing it out. Oh, it was, it was something that, that uh, she, again, she was gaslighting me and I was denying it, uh, which again, I was going into jade mode, justify, argue, defend, and explain, which that's something you should also not go into with a cluster B because you will never win the war. When they believe something is black, it's black. If it's white, it's white. There is no gray. There is no way of looking at your point of view. So she was basically uh, just, she just kept on throwing out something that just wasn't true. And I, for the life of me, unfortunately, the way things are, when you get to this point in your relationship with somebody who is abusive, you tend to block things out of your mind. So now this, this, this incident happened about a month ago. And for the life of me, I cannot remember what she was saying, but she kept needling me. She kept baiting me and I was being very strong. I was being very, very strong, but she was being passive aggressive. She was baiting me and, and she continued to do that to the point where I did finally react. And of course the outcome wasn't pleasant. It led to a very unpleasant discussion and it brought us again to the brink of divorce. It brought us again to me wanting to end this dysfunctional relationship. She had no part in it. She's, she's perfect in every shape and form, but it was a baiting situation. And I agree in this paragraph that I read that you can't take the bait. I call them thought grenades. Cluster bees will throw them out. They are passive aggressive by nature and they will continue to draw you into the line of fire until being human you react. And a lot of people say, well, gosh, 
is that being abusive? No. If you scream or if you become angry with your cluster B, it could be considered reactive abuse. You are reacting to the abuse that is being dished out. And remember, the cluster B will never, ever take onus for what transpires. They are innocent. They become victims. So when you react negatively to something that they've said, now you're overreacting. You're being abusive. You're the narcissist. You're the borderline. You're the psychopath. You see how that works? They are insidious and they are very talented at drawing you into fights, drawing you into drama. They feed off of it. They also take copious mental notes so that they can then bring it up at a later time and use it against you. And then frequently they will bring whatever occasion happened and they will spin it in their way so that they begin to gaslight you. So something very small and minute will become a big issue. You may have said something and then they will blow it out of proportion and of course paint themselves as the victim. So when you're dealing with cluster Bs, you're dealing with baiting, you're dealing with circular conversations. And this is something that I've told my youngest daughter, our youngest daughter, that you can never win an argument with a cluster B. I likened it, and I, I, I think I did a, a podcast on this, that, and I talked about never, uh, I, it was gun-toting lunatics. I do remember the title of that, and this goes back a couple of years ago. Remember, I've been doing this podcast for almost three years now. I've done over 150 of these podcasts. And in one of the podcasts, I talked about gun-toting lunatics. And I've always had to teach our children and liken it to the fact that if a crazy person, a lunatic, was pointing a gun at you, would you argue with them? Would you? Ask yourself this question and answer it truthfully. If somebody who was mentally deranged, or anybody for that matter, pulled a gun on you, doesn't have to be somebody who's even mentally deranged. If somebody pulled a gun at you, would you necessarily start arguing with them? Because we know that the outcome could be potentially lethal if you do. And you won't win the argument. You may end up on the wrong side of a bullet. So the same goes with a, an argument with a cluster B. You will and have to endow the situation, which I do frequently, that this is a person who's pointing a gun at you. It is a loaded gun. It's an emotional gun. You won't die necessarily from them firing this emotional gun at you, but you will pay the price emotionally when you get drawn into these arguments, when they are baiting you into these arguments that go nowhere. They serve the purpose of them becoming victims, of painting you and smearing you and saying, look at you, look at the way you're behaving. I'm not doing anything here. You're the crazy one. And frequently, you will believe it. And frequently, you will feel guilty. Whoa, my gosh, I shouldn't have. Then we're not, now we fall into this pattern again of thinking, what can we do to make the situation better? How can we redeem ourselves to these people? And folks, there is no redemption. There's no redemption with a cluster B. Please understand that. 
This is another thing that you have perhaps experienced, but will continue to experience. It won't go away. And so what if a cluster B says, you know what? I want to go to therapy. To me, that's breadcrumbing you. That's future faking you. That's giving you false hope that somehow, some way they've decided that they want to make themselves better. Are there some people out there who do? Yes, of course. But in my opinion, in my experience, in my understanding, it's very, very rare that a cluster B will come to terms with their own behaviors and say, I need help and I want to get help and I care about you. Remember, it's very, very unlikely that your cluster B really, truly cares about you in the true adult sense of caring. And I know and I understand that this is something you don't want to hear. You would much rather go on YouTube and watch a video with some of these people out there who are going to tell you what happens when your cluster B walks out on you. Are they sitting there? Are they pining? Are they thinking about you? Are they going to hoover you back? Will they hoover you back? Do you want them to hoover you back? They don't care. Yeah, it's a bonus if you want to go back with them and they don't have a better option. Sure, why not? They can chew you up and spit you out again. These are hard, honest truths that we have to come to terms with. This builds on my last podcast, State of Denial. Where do you fit in this picture? Are you in denial? Are you making emotional allowances and excuses for these people when you should be working on your own healing? And I mean that because when we are in denial, we choose to believe and we gaslight ourselves in thinking that, you know what, it's going to get better. Or, you know what, it wasn't bad last week. Or, you know what, two months ago, He or she said, I love you and you're so important and please don't leave me. That must mean that they care about me and that they want me in their lives. Well, maybe they do, but why do they want you in their lives to use you? If you choose and accept that this is the role that you wish to play, then so be it. But there is a saying that I adhere to from a Shakespearean play, to thine own self be true. Be true to yourself. So if in being true to yourself, you say, you know what? I don't mind. I love this person unconditionally. Is it wrong? No, it's not wrong. That is your choice. That is your free will. But then don't listen to this podcast. Don't go on Facebook support groups, and don't be looking for answers that you will never find or are not willing to accept. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Always appreciate hearing from you. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I say to you, and I mean it for you, be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my inner torch.